Welcome to the New Hope Roanoke podcast that follows our live weekend teachings. We are a church bringing hope to the Roanoke Valley. So please take a moment to subscribe or follow this podcast at the end of the message. And for more information, go to newhoperoanoke.com. Stay away from each other. There we go. Less than a minute. 
sounded really good this morning. Yeah, they did. Nick sounds wonderful this morning. Are they? Good. Oh, yeah. We can we can save that for like the very first like all the way back. Um, somebody will remind us. And welcome to everyone who is joining us online as well this morning. Man, it is good to be together with you guys. Yes. Yes. Well, this morning we start a brand new series called Down to Earth. And over the next several weeks, we are going to be looking at some stories, parables, that Jesus told all throughout his ministry. And we're going to be trying to unpack those and figure out how do we live the way of Jesus here in our world today. So we're glad that you guys are going to be joining us on this journey together. Now, one of the things that we have missed as we have gone through this season of quarantine is we have not had the opportunity to celebrate our graduates. And so we wanted to take a moment this morning, and for those of you online, we'd love for you to join us in as well. And if we could just give a round of applause to all of those who graduated this year. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, our student ministry uh, did a celebration for all of our graduates out here on the lawn, socially distanced, of course, and they just celebrated all that they accomplished through graduating. And we know and we believe here at New Hope that our high schoolers and our college grads uh, are going to go out and do some tremendous things for the kingdom of God because they have been rooted first in a faith and a love in Jesus. And so we are so proud of them and what they are going to go and accomplish in their life. Now, one of the things that we also missed out on was this past Friday, there was a small group of us that gathered here in this room, and we got to be uh, a part of Crystal Yours Baptism. We had a young lady who decided for the very first time to go all in for Jesus, and it was tremendous to be a part of that. And all throughout this season, we have seen people giving their lives to Jesus. In fact, on the nine weeks of quarantine that we've been in, we have had three individuals who have said yes to Jesus Christ, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. 
And that ministry has taken place because New Hope has continued to be generous and faithful in their tithes and offerings. And we want to encourage you guys online to remember that you can give in your online account through your text to give, and you can always mail a check to the office as well. For those of you guys in the room this morning, we're not allowed to pass an offering plate. So what we have done is on the door behind you, as well as in our overflow, there is a little black box that says offering on it, and you can just drop it in there. Nobody has to touch it, and you can head on out the door from there as well. Guys, we are so glad that you were with us, that we get to be together. I'm not going to lie, it's going to be a little awkward in the room as we worship six feet apart, but you know what? God's Spirit is here, and we are going to make the absolute most of it. So in this room and together online, can we pray and ask God to be a part of everything that's going to take place over these next few moments? Jesus, we are incredibly indebted to you. God, you are amazing and beautiful and gracious, and God, this morning we lift you up and we make much of you. Jesus, may everything we say, do, the way we interact in this room, may the the conversations that are sparked in people's living rooms this morning, may it bring glory and honor and praise to the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, you, Jesus Christ. And it is in your name we pray this boldly this morning. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, good morning and welcome. So it's been a tough couple weeks, right? But you know what? With our God, nothing is impossible. Amen? That we can get through this. We're going to get through this together. We invite you to stand with us this morning if you're here. If you're at home in your living room, feel free to stand up and clap your hands with us this morning, all right? This song says, nothing is impossible. Sing this with us. It goes like this. And through you I can do anything And I can do all things Cause it's you who gives me strength And nothing is impossible Through you blind eyes are open And strongholds are broken I am living by And we all shout it out together Nothing is impossible If you believe it, sing, I believe. I believe, I believe. 
morning. Amen. Nothing is impossible with our God. Hey, it's an amazing uh, chance to be here. It's amazing to be here with you this morning. We're going to continue worshiping this morning with a great song. And this song talks all about how much God loves us. That no matter what's going on in the world, what's going on in our lives, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. So we invite you to fill this room. If you know this song, wherever you are here at home, close your eyes and worship Jesus Christ.
won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Don't be overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Though it chases me down, fights till I Serving, still you give yourself away. Please be seated this morning. So when the song Reckless Love came out a few years ago, there was actually quite a bit of controversy surrounding it because of the line of God's reckless love. And the controversy was the fact that people said God never did anything recklessly. He did it with purpose. But if you look up the definition for reckless, it means to care less about the consequence to care less about the consequence. See, the reality is, is that when Jesus put on flesh and bone and came into our world, he could care less about the consequence. He knew the cross was inevitable for him in order to rescue and redeem us, but he didn't care about it. What he cared about was you and I. The only thing on Jesus' mind was bringing his children home and bringing them back into a relationship with him. And so what we do in this moment as we take the bread and the juice is we remember a God who recklessly loves us. Now at home, we want to encourage you to go ahead and get your emblems out and begin going through communion with your family. For us here in the room together, in the chairs in front of you or on top of your chair, there is a self-contained communion cup. You pull back the first foil, there will be your bread, and the second, there will be the juice. And when you're done, you can just leave them in your seats, and our team will come right behind and clean them up after service. Let's pray together, and then we'll spend some time with our God. Jesus, we are incredibly indebted to you. God, there is nothing we could do in order to save ourselves. There is nothing we would ever uh, be able to do that is good enough or holy enough to make our relationship right. Yet you cared so much for us that you were willing to go to the cross. You cared so little about your death on the cross that you came to this world to rescue and redeem us. And God, in the midst of that, as your people, we simply say thank you. And in this moment, we ask that you will come and meet with us, commune with us, fill our spirits, God, so that we may take that same love that you have lavished upon us into this world and recklessly love those who need your hope. And it is in the power of Jesus' name we pray this this morning. Amen.
over 2,000 years ago, God. Counting the heavenly throne, not something to be held onto, came to earth. Among the air that we breathe, the dirt that we walk, the water that we drink, among every single living thing. To relate to us, to know us, to save us, to tell us the stories that show us how to live. This, this series is about the God who came down to earth. Good morning. It is so good to be with you. Thank you for coming out and uh, worshiping with us today. Uh, for, for those in the room and for those of you who are online, we're glad to be worshiping with you this morning. You know, uh, we were thinking about today and uh, those that are able to come back and gather with us and still those who are on, online at home, uh, we were thinking about the difficulty of transitioning from what is a pre-recorded service to what is a live stream service. Now, you guys may not even know the difference or realize, but for the last 10 weeks we were pre-recording our services for several reasons. I won't bore you with the details. But then now, today, because we're in the room live, we are going live stream. So literally, this camera's capturing it, taking it to some cloud somewhere and putting it down in your homes uh, where, where you're sitting at your couch. Now, the reason I tell you any of this um, is, is because sometimes when there's something that's difficult to understand, we need a story, a metaphor, a picture, so that we can grasp something that's difficult to grasp. Uh, the, the guy that did this for all of us, his name is Connor Wood. He's our student pastor, and he has been behind the scenes doing incredible things, and we're so grateful to him for all of that. Yeah, thank you. That, that's well-deserved. But, but, but here's the image, here's the metaphor that he gave so that I could understand the difference of what we're doing. So when you pre-record a service, which, by the way, one of the reasons we did that is because there was no one in the room. So I'd come right down here, right where you guys are sitting. I won't call you out on camera. But uh, then we, uh, we would teach to the camera, and it was, it was pre-recorded because there was no one in the room. You know, if I was standing up here and I was walking around and preaching and I was pointing on the front row, you would know it was disingenuous, right? Because you go, wait a minute, no one's in the room. We're quarantining at home. So now we're able to, to do that here live. But the pre-recorded, the image that he gave us for a pre-recorded service was it's like a studio album. You go into the studio and you lay down your tracks and you get the... The, the message and the music and all that put together. And if there's an error, oh, that note was wrong, you fix that note. And man, when that product comes out, it is good. It is just, that's why we put, put the tape in the tape deck and listen. To, I mean, actually, you stream it on your phone. That's why you do that when you listen to music because studio albums are so good. Now, the other is, the other image for what we're doing now is like a live concert, right? Now, one's not better or worse, but a live concert is different than a studio album. It, it's in the moment. We are here. We are here. And we're experiencing this live together. And it's like, man, we could say, I was there, right? Philadelphia 09, I was there, or whatever the event was, you know, the, whatever the concert was. And so this metaphor, this image helps us to understand something difficult for me to understand. I don't know about all the wiring and all the technology. It's a whole language I don't grasp, but thankfully he's 10 plus some years younger than me, and he just gets it better than I do. did a lot of research and work on it, so we're super grateful. So that's what we're experiencing here today. That actually helps us as we think about the brand new series we're kicking off this morning called Down to Earth, because Jesus came down to earth. God revealed himself in humanity. He put on flesh, and then Jesus, the full revelation of God, he teaches us about who God is. And his preferred method of teaching was called parables. Jesus taught in stories. He used metaphors and illustrations and examples that would help us to understand things that are not very understandable. 
okay? So uh, we, we can think of it like this. God comes down to earth and he's like, okay, these people are not going to get it. I'm talking about the kingdom of heaven, right? Something otherworldly, and it's something that they don't know and haven't experienced it, and they're, they're continuing to mess up this life that, I, that I've given them. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell them stories so that they can comprehend something that's almost incomprehensible, something called the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of God, and how we can live here in the midst of how God wants us to live now and forevermore. But there's a flip side to these stories as well. It's not just so that we can understand them. Jesus also taught in parables, sometimes so people wouldn't understand them. How ironic is that? He wanted not only to reveal to those who would understand, he wanted to conceal from those who refused to understand. Because of hard hearts, because of of deaf ears, they are unable to, they walk away and they think, man, I have no idea what that guy was saying. In part because Jesus often was using parables to criticize the religious system and he didn't want to be arrested and killed before the appointed time had come. So we have this revealing and this concealing all happening bundled up in a story that we call parable. Now the meaning of parable is really important. Uh, You, if you grew up in church, you may have heard it defined as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And that's a pretty good working definition. The only thing I don't like about it is it has a heavenly meaning, but it also has an earthly meaning. There's application for us here and now, right? So an earthly story, Jesus talks about seeds, fields, farmers, merchants. He talks about the birds and the flowers. He uses these things from everyday life, fishing. And then, you know what he does? He, he infuses it with this meaning and this power and this application. And it teaches us how to live right here now in, in light of what God is doing in all of eternity and right here in the midst of our world and our life. It's pretty incredible. Let me give you a parable about parables. It's kind of like fishing, right? So you, you put the bait on the hook, you cast the line, and you want that bait to fall into the water and to come alongside the fish and to sit there and become a part of the environment. And the fish goes along and says, oh, that looks pretty good. I want to eat that. And then they bite on it and bam, you catch that fish and reel it in. That's how these stories work. In fact, the original word, parabole, parable, it is a compound word, two words, para meaning alongside, and bole coming from the, the, the verb Balo, which is to throw, to cast. And what you do is you take the story and you throw it alongside. You, you, you cast it right beside the people so that they can understand it. And then, boom, it has this meaning on the other side that captures and motivates and transforms and sometimes pushes away based on uh, the parable that we're talking about. So this is what a parable is. This is what a parable does. Uh, In fact, we love stories, don't we? We love all kinds of stories, and and it's true to humanity. Since the beginning of time, whether we're listening to a story, whether we're watching a story, reading a story, stories have meaning and power. Uh, For example, in 2017, Facebook, they came up with this great new feature. It's called Stories. So now, not only can you post on your timeline, and that's there forever and ever till Jesus comes back. Now you can put up these stories, and they only last for 24 hours. The reason that they did this is because they wanted people to start posting more. Uh, instead of thinking about, oh, I've got to post this. I've got to get it just right. Uh, I, I want to get a lot of likes. You know, uh, this is going to be up there for a long time. It's like overthinking it. So they said, let's introduce stories so we can see, what are you doing? Just you're cooking, you're hanging out, you're watching a sunset, whatever you're doing, I want to see your daily life. And then in 24 hours, it just kind of disappears. And they hope to increase engagement as, as people are looking at the stories. So that's partly why Facebook did this. In fact, what I can do right now is I can pull out my phone, I can pull up Facebook, and we can see what people are doing right now in their stories. So uh, here's a guy. He's hitting a bat and ball with his kid in the front yard. Uh, these folks, well, wait a minute. They're on a morning excursion. And I don't think they're going to be making it to church. So let me send them a note about 
not being here, okay? And then, um, oh, this guy's grilling. Uh, I'm with this guy, right? He's grilling. And uh, here's our live feed. We get to see. Welcome to all of you that are online. I see here um, uh, Erica and Aaron tuning in. Uh, tell Cam and Scarlett to be quiet and listen while I'm preaching the sermon. Uh, okay, you know, we can, we can go through and see what people are doing in real time. Stories. This is, this is what Jesus does. He takes stories from everyday life. And he says, let me teach you about God. Let me teach you about life. Let me teach you about the way this is all supposed to work. And that's what Jesus does for us this morning. Now, before we jump into the parable today, I want to show you one last thing, and it's this, that we have these resources available. Uh, this series called Down to Earth, it's actually based on a book by the same title. Tom Hughes wrote a book called Down to Earth on Jesus' Parables. Uh, you can buy that and follow along if you'd like. He has 13 parables he looks at. We're not going to do all 13, uh, but you can follow along in his book. We also want to thank Life Point Church in Raleigh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. We have friends there, and Donnie Williams, the pastor there, they're sharing with us these resources, right? The sermon graphics and some of the uh, media packages and things. We're so grateful to them for sharing these resources with us as we do this series. And also, you can tune in every Tuesday on Facebook Live at noon. We're going to be doing a follow-up to the sermon. And uh, it's just a deeper teaching, more application. Uh, some of the small groups, life groups at our church are going to be jumping in and studying this alongside of us as well. So these are all the resources that are available to us in part as we study the parables this summer. All right, you ready? Let's, let's go. Matthew chapter 13. If you have your Bible, Matthew chapter 13, we're going to look at one of the parables of Jesus. It's, it's very short, it's very simple, but this parable is so important. It'll help us to understand many of the others in the weeks ahead. So, Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. He went away and sold, uh, when he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. So as we look at this simple teaching of Jesus, what it does is it raises for us this question about value. Right? It, it, it's a story about a man and about a merchant. It's a story about people in search of a treasure or a pearl. And so we're thinking about what is valuable in life. And Jesus wants to ask us to reflect on what is valuable to you. What do we value? And then also he invites us to think about what it is that God values. So let's look at those two things in the time that we have left. First, what do we value? Well, I got a call just a couple of weeks ago from my cell phone provider. And they called and they said, great news, you are due for an upgrade. I'm thinking, okay, my phone works fine, but, you know, it's been a year and a half. By golly, that phone's getting old and, you know, the value is plummeting because they release new ones and then it's not worth as much somehow. Even though it's still the same thing, it's just it lost its value. And now I can spend, I, I Googled the, the cost of the average smartphone and it's, like six or seven hundred dollars. So like, oh, it's been a year and a half. I need to spend six or seven hundred more. You got to be kidding me. I'm not buying a stinking phone. You know, I got I got what I need. But this is the game that people play. And what we what we realize is that something has value, and the value is determined by what someone's willing to pay for that thing, right? So if the latest and greatest phone is only worth $500, but people will pay a 1000 well, guess what? It's worth $1,000. We all experience this with our stocks. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you have any money in the stock market, pre-coronavirus, all our stocks were worth that much money. Well, nothing changed about those stocks, but the fear and the uncertainty of the market made those puppies go, <whistles> you know, it's like, and then the advice was, do not sell. Those stocks are still worth what they once were, and We'll slowly rebound, and thankfully, the market's kind of come back around. So we're thinking about worth and value and, and paying for something, right, monetarily. But there are other things that we value as well. In this life, we value beauty. In our day and age and, and culture, we value productivity. We value wealth, status, influence, strength, fashion, intellect, 
These are some of the things that we value. I, I love what uh, Oscar Wilde said. He said, nowadays people can know the price of everything and the value of nothing. Isn't that true? What is it that we value? What is it that we're chasing after? Because the reality is this. There are certain things that you cannot buy. You can't buy a good night's sleep. You cannot buy relationships that are whole and healthy and life-giving. You can't buy joy and happiness and peace. Those things have value beyond money. And you and I, we know this is true, that we have value beyond what we do, beyond uh, what we produce or don't produce. But we, we don't often live like that, do we? We live as if our value is based on what we produce. How much status do I have? How many followers do I have? How many likes do I get? How much money do I produce? What career am I in? What kind of, you know, uh, important job, occupation do I have? And we have value based on those things. And God doesn't want that. He's inviting us to have a different value system. And it's this. That we are created in God's image. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and following. That God created male and female in his image. We are loved by God. We have value and worth simply because we were created in God's image, in his likeness. Before the first human beings did anything right or did anything wrong. Before they produced anything, they're spending day seven, Sabbath day, with God on the first day of, of human, humanity on earth. And they just are. And they have intrinsic value because they're in the image of God. You know, we, in our culture, in our day, even in the past week, we've seen how important this theology is as the division that exists across our nation plays itself out. Um, as we think about the protests and the riots, we, we recognize that from the beginning, God has always taught that humans are created equal, have intrinsic value and worth because they're in his image. And so Caucasians and people of color, they both are equally valuable and worth, worthy in God's sight. People that have wealth and means and those that have no wealth and means, equally valuable, intrinsic value simply because we are created in God's image. And that's one of the things that we have to reclaim in light of this passage, in light of what God has done since the beginning. You know, Facebook did this test last fall, and the test was like this. They began to take away the visibility of likes, and they were running this in Canada or in Australia in September of 2019. If you want to read about it, you can go Google, Facebook doesn't like likes. And then you get a whole slew of articles about this. The reason they were testing this is because they thought, you know what? People aren't posting as much as we want. So if we take away the visibility of likes, if we take away the competition and the popularity game, maybe people would be more willing to post more often. And then they realized all the side benefits, right? There may be um, a, an impact on uh, the mental health discussion surrounding social media and, and many other things that we could talk about. And so... We often base our value on all the wrong things. And God invites us to come full circle back to we are created in his image, and that's enough. We are loved by God. Now, not only this, our value, we're also, as we think about this parable, we're also invited to look at what does God value. And the reason this comes up is because often we have interpreted this parable like this. You and me, we're the, we're, the, we're the man or the merchant. And we're going to look for the kingdom of God. We're going to look for salvation and heaven and all these things. And we got to find it. And then when we find it, we sell everything we have and we follow after it. Now, that's true, all right? That is accurate. But that's actually not what this parable is about. Jesus wants to invite us to see this parable in a new way. Tom Hughes, the author of Down to Earth, he thinks that this is the most misunderstood parable of all of the 40-plus parables that Jesus tells. Because any time that Jesus tells a parable about someone searching or looking for something that's hidden or lost, 
It's not God that's hidden or lost. It's us. God is the one who does the searching. God is on a search and rescue mission for humanity. And he says, there's a treasure down there. There's a pearl that's worth everything. And I'm willing to go and find it and give up all that I have so that I can be reunited with my children, the ones who are created in my image. Get this. You are the treasure. You are the pearl. And Jesus, he came down to earth so that he could rescue us, so that he could save us, show us his love. And through the cross and through the resurrection, we now are reunited with our Father in heaven. And we can recapture the the worth, the value that we have always had. Not based on what we do, but based on who God created us to be. This is the great truth of the parable of the treasure and the pearl. So let me read it one more time with this in mind. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in the field, you. And when a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy, he went and sold all that he had, and he bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls, and when he found one of great value, He went away, and he sold everything he had, and he bought it. This brings us full circle, doesn't it? We said that the value of something is based on what someone's willing to pay for it. My friend, you are a treasure. You are a pearl. And Jesus gave his life to purchase you and me back into a right relationship with the Father in heaven. And that's what we call the gospel. That's what we call good news i want to invite you in the room and and at home online if you have yet to respond to this message to the grace and to the love of our father in heaven we'll be down front after the service Uh, we have our pastoral team available in the chat online as well we would love to talk to you about what it means to follow jesus and to accept his love and his grace into your life i'm going to close with a word of prayer and then we'll be dismissed let's pray God in heaven, we thank you for your love and your grace. It is something that we don't deserve. It's something that we never earned. And we are blown away by the great love that you have for your children. Thank you that you value us. Even when we don't value ourselves. Thank you that you put worth upon our lives and in us, even when other people don't see us as worthwhile. All that matters is that we are valued and worthy in your eyes. And I pray that if anyone today has yet to experience that in Jesus Christ, that they would cross the line of faith and make that decision. Help us to see the great value you have for us. And help us also, God, to see the value you have on all of people so that we can love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and that we can love our neighbor as ourselves. Thank you that Jesus tells these stories that challenge and provoke us. And may today and over the next several weeks, may we learn to be citizens of this kingdom of heaven by applying these stories and parables that Jesus tells. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, thank you for being with us today. It is so good to be here uh, with you. Uh, If you're online, have a great Sunday. And here in the room, uh, you can... exit out of the way that you entered we'll also open this side door Uh, we'll keep social distancing and air hugging and air high-fiving but it is great to be with you today Uh, many blessings this week we'll see you next sunday